Shalom, and welcome to Rochelle Zell Stories, a podcast of Rochelle Zell Jewish High School. My name is Rabbi Zachary Silver, and I serve as the Rav Beit Sefer, the school rabbi of Rochelle Zell Jewish High School. Today, I'd like to offer a Devar Torah for our current situation. Our new normal feels particularly precarious, and it's also valuable to learn from our past as we look toward the future. Several years ago, my friend Rabbi David Russo shared the Devar Torah that is Saba, Rabbi Israel Silverman's Zichrono Livracha, both for Parshat Vayishlach in 1963. Rabbi Silverman, then a rabbi in Boston, addressed his congregation during the week following the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. Following the assassination of President Kennedy, there was a new sense of communal vulnerability. Did even the notion of security exist if the most trained cadre of security detail in the world could not help keep one individual safe from harm? The Hebrew language speaks to the idea of security in intriguing ways. The word has metamorphosed over time. Ask an Israeli the meaning of the word security, and she will tell you it's bitachon. We see bitachon in Israel in front of restaurants and at airports, and the word bituach, which uses the same Hebrew root, translates as insurance, medical and otherwise. But for the biblical human, bitachon only means faith in God. See, for example, Psalms 116.9, Yisrael betach b'ashem, for one famous example. The modern notion of bitachon has excised God. Security is now defined by our own power, our wealth, our exalted positions in society. But for the biblical human, people had very little control over their own security, and they knew it. In chapter 32 of Genesis, Yaakov is terrified as he prepares to meet his brother Esav. He brings his entire family with him on this journey, crossing the river Jabbok. But suddenly, the text says that he is alone again, back on the other side of the river. How did he get there if he brought so many people with him? Why is he alone? Rashi, setting a midrash, suggests that he forgot some small jars, pachim tanim, and he returned across the river to get them. In the midst of this insecurity and fear, he tried to cling to what seems to be comfort trinkets, these pachim tanim, which he was even willing to risk his life for. It is here, standing alone, that he realizes just how futile this quest for security was. Yaakov struggles with the mysterious Ish, a man understood by commentators as an angel, the representation of Esav, and even as a struggle with himself. After the struggle, he gains the name Yisrael, he is no longer on the heels of others, the origin of his former name, Yaakov. After a life of deceit and manipulation, the third patriarch is now secure in his identity for the first time in his life. Here, he achieves true bitachon. He leaves these small jugs behind, quite literally in this case. Jews are known as B'nai Israel, the children of Israel. Our story was born amidst uncertainty of venturing into the unknown, and also wanting to hold on to something tangible so that we could cling to what we know. Ultimately, Yisrael comes into being through trust and faith. So how do we move forward and cross the river? We do it together. In the words of my friend and colleague, Rabbi Yosef Goldman, hope can sometimes be revolutionary. And this is the tension, of course, one of not having control over many aspects of our lives and also the reality that we can still support each other. Bitachon, faith and security, also lives in the covenantal relationships among people. 
While the phrase social distancing has become popularized over the past several weeks, I've seen many who prefer to dub it physical distancing. The physical distancing is saving lives, ensuring that we flatten the curve and protect those most vulnerable in our midst. The lessons of our ancestors also stress that our people has come through trials by relying on the covenantal relationships in our lives. As a school community, we will continue to learn a source of strength and commitment for all of our teachers and students. We will continue to have club meetings and virtual get-togethers. While we will be physically distant, we cannot allow ourselves to be socially distant. These relationships are what have sustained us and we will nurture them to the best of our abilities as our school community. This will certainly be different than our typical lives. And maintaining these connections will be more important than ever. One of my teachers, Rav Yosef Konevsky of B'nai David Judea Congregation in Los Angeles, recently wrote a viral Facebook post that expresses this idea quite well. Every hand that we don't shake must become a phone call that we place. Every embrace that we avoid must become a verbal expression of warmth and concern. Every inch and every food that we physically place between ourselves and another must become a thought as to how we might be of help to that other should the need arise. A covenantal community is one that is bound together and that relates to a shared higher purpose. Like Israel, our ancestor, we are venturing into the unknown and we're wondering what we can grab onto to stabilize our footing. We're also realizing more than ever that we are covenantally connected to all humans on earth. We are all B'nai Adam, the children of the first human. So how will we move forward into the unknown? Firstly, it will be difficult. We will strive to stabilize each other with our shared purpose and a genuine concern for the welfare of every person. For students, family, alumni, grandparents, and really everyone who has a relationship with Rochelle Zell Jewish High School, please know that we as a school are here for you. Please reach out to us. I look forward to seeing how our community lives up to these ideals and how we do so together. Wishing everyone abundant health and community during this difficult time. Torah